Hello and welcome to Series 3. Hello. Hello. Hello, Noella. Hello, Ed. <laughs> Exciting stuff. We're back. We are back and ready for business. And I've just realised my mic is very low. As soon as we started actually talking, right. I went to try and put my chair down and it didn't <laughs> happen. So I'm just, for, just forgive me whilst We're I gonna awkwardly readjust. Have Ed complaining about neck pain next week. Yeah. Oh, I'm coming to you from the from the osteopath. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the osteopath. Sorry, this is very funny to watch. He's very awkward at doing this. Don't mind me. <laughs> I feel like this is the most upright stance I've ever had whilst yeah. recording. This it's a new podcast. series three moment. I'm new. I'm like standing tall, standing proud. Yeah. Twenty twenty two is all about posture. It's all about posture. <laughs> you heard it here first. I do it's think the year of the vertebra. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I actually do every, like maybe every day. I do look at myself and go, God, I need to fix my posture. And maybe this is the year of of my vertebra thanking me. So maybe I this is a good very, start. I felt very, very proud because one of my pieces of feedback from uh, one of the movement tutors this year was, um, Ed, you we can really see a massive improvement just it, just in little things like your posture. Yes! Like, Come on! Yeah, I've been working Look at on me. that back. I really want to get one of those, like, um, you know... Posture the correctors. Posture correctors. They look like backpacks from the front, but they they just kind of make you sit, yeah. sit up straight. <laughs> well, so when... So I've got one of those. Do you? And um, when I was moving into my uni room last year... Mm. Um, my parents were like unpacking my bags and they were like, Ed, um, what are these like <laughs> shoulder strap harness thing? What is what's this? Um, and I was like, oh, it's uh, it's my posture corrector. Mm-hmm. They didn't seem to mind the ball gag that was also in. The- <laughs> Sorry, mum and dad. They, they, they will listen to this. <laughs> But no, I, uh, yes, so they're great. They are great, but I would label it as being posture corrector. In case anyone had any questions. Yeah. 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 No, I will, I will use your um, experience to do this. <laughs> well, my student loan's coming in soon, so it might be my first purchase on it. I'm Whoa. thinking. Yeah. Although I don't, I don't know if, I don't feel like I could <laughs> do a lesson at drama school with the posture corrector on, because that would just feel wrong. <laughs> Oh, no, I wouldn't recommend it. No. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Feels wrong. But <laughs> maybe just honest, at home, you know. Yeah, I think it's things... Like, I didn't use it all that much, but when I did um, slash do use it, mm. normally it'll be if I know that I'm going to be sat down for a prolonged period of time, mm. but, like, idly. So, like, yeah. if I'm watching a film, ah, then I'll chuck yeah. it on. But if I'm, like, working, because I know I have to lean over to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. like written work because mm. a lot of my work is stood up or in a studio so <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking I need to get one because I have a waitressing job and I think I might use it there because I do glance at myself in the mirror occasionally and do, I do stand like a lamppost so I think maybe yeah. it will elevate the customer experience if the waitress has good posture you know yes and because you can put them on like under jumpers and stuff exactly so. exactly it, yeah. it can be sly on the sly no one will ever know She's like, wow, that person has such great posture. I think I discovered it through Strictly Come Dancing. Really? Yeah, I was watching... Um, I'm not an avid watcher of Strictly Come Dancing, <laughs> but um, I remember seeing a VT once of 
the dancers dancing and mm. they but they kept like having these straps on the shoulders and I was like what is that what mm. what kind of torture device have they got on there <laughs> and uh, and and thus was rapidly converted into the world of um posture the world correctors. of posture correctors I've been meaning to ask how's your knitting going because I'm just about to start a little blanket <gasps> yeah. You're going to start a blanket? Yeah, I was waiting for payday so I could get some yarn. Um, yes. And I've bought some yarn in purple, so I'm going to start a big blanket. I think we need to start having knitting nights. Yes, yes. With, um, I don't know, like wine. Yeah, oh, I'm slowly becoming a 35-year-old or a 65-year-old, well, <laughs> whatever. We whatever were on group. holiday once and we went to this little cafe and it was... Um, we were like looking at the list of like they they did little events once in a while mm. and uh one of the locals events was uh officially titled the knit and natter <laughs> and um we were asking the the staff there and they were saying yeah it's on the sheet it's called the knit and natter but everyone goes calls it a stitch and bitch <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the most beautiful thing so maybe oh. we should start our own stitch and bitch yeah i love the sound of that but it's going very well. I I don't know if I talked about knitting last time we were we were podcasting back in 2021. Yeah, wow, last year. But uh, last year it's been mm. a whole year. Um but I did five or six scarves over ah. um over Christmas. See, I think I the then... last update was that you'd finished your red one and you oh. posted it on our socials, which you should follow us at on uh, on Instagram easy like a Sunday evening with just one n at the end, no g. No G. No G. No G. There's enough G's yep. in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, after that promo, let's get back to the. <laughs> let's get back to the podcast. The important uh, yarn-based conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. It's it's just so nice, and it was one of those things. You know, when you like. So I really struggled because of the intensity of the workload right before Christmas, mm. and then it finished almost on the dime, like. I don't All know at once. That's the saying, but I, yeah, um, and and so I suddenly was like, I was having like withdrawal symptoms from mm. the work, and so it was nice to because I could sit down and watch a film, mm. which would distract my mind, mm. and then because I was physically creating something, I felt like I was being productive. Productive, yeah. And so, whilst I was like trying to find shit to do, it gave me like this this perfect middle ground it was nice, nice nice yeah i do love i mean the thing i love about knitting is that you can do other stuff with it like you're creating mm. something while also being able to use your brain for something else which i definitely here's a confession knitted a lot during our zoom term last year yeah yeah <laughs> so we would have zoom lessons and it's nobody's fault that they were very painful at points because zoom is just not fun to to do i think we've all no. reached this conclusion everyone in all walks of life it's it's yeah. uh, a necessity that we wish we didn't have to fall back upon but anyway yeah. i would you know honor my my um need for distraction or something else to do by uh, just knitting you know slyly below below the camera yeah. you know nothing too bad I don't think that's anything too bad. No, to I think I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. So there you are again. If you're new to season three, that that was my little hobby during Zoom. <laughs> well, I also think though that because things like that, I don't know. Like it's like the rise of fidget cubes and fidget spinners, mm, and actually, mm. often if you're sat in 
like something like that which is quite di- like if it's um you know sometimes we had four hours on mm. on the trot of yeah Zoom. and um it's so it, it's easier to concentrate if you've got a little thing to fidget with and to do whilst doing it exactly exactly so it may well have been more productive as a result exactly. of your knitting so yeah and I, I did feel like i was concentrating i was just you know giving a nod to the part of my mind that was like we need to do something else yeah yeah i think knitting will save the world it feels like one of those things (laughs) that's a very bold statement (laughs) yeah knitting's gonna save the world tell that to greta (laughs) greta's like i'm not gonna do an impression of greta (laughs) she's had enough she's had enough oh bless her (laughs) yeah greta greta i'm sure greta knits yeah yeah she seems like a knitting gal reusable biodegradable yarn yeah yeah sure well, let's get Svea to listen to this podcast and, and confirm sport. yeah yeah <gasps> okay we've got a contact yeah. and we will we will get Svea um to to confirm Svea, or deny. if you're listening give us a message does Greta Thunberg knit knit and I, I bet Greta loves knitting yeah it feels and like a very Greta based activity yeah. I feel like I'd be besties with her because she just seems like so oh I look up to her, even though we're older. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really yes. do. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, There's 100%. probably a stitch called the Greta, I reckon. <laughs> we should make one, if not. Oh, okay. Let's yeah, invent yeah. our own stitch and do name it. it after our one and only Greta. That's an interesting point about, um, like, looking up to people who are younger than you, though. Because mm. I remember the first time, I think it was, I think it was Stranger Things is the first time that it really, like, stuck in my mind. But I remember looking at the kids of Stranger Things when series one came out and being like, oh, my God, okay, they are all younger than me. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Like, you know, and you're always growing up and you're always thinking like, I'm going to be like really successful from yeah. quite a young age. Because everyone's older than you. Yeah. Because everyone's older than you. Mm. And then all of a sudden they start <laughs> being younger than you. Yeah. And now I'm looking at like like Jacob Tremblay, who's like half our age. Mm. It's not fun. No. <laughs> I think a real point of like transition from feeling like I was in like childhood and teenagehood to like adulthood was when I was reaching the threshold and passing the threshold that all of like the people I knew who got famous and were successful when they were younger, that was the age they made, like quote unquote made it. Obviously now, you know, we can discuss a lot about breaking down this idea of making it and how it's really, you know, actually kind of toxic, but whatever. Anyway, just... You know, this feeling, I mean, Britney Spears, she was, she quote unquote made it when she was like 19. All of these yeah. actors I used to look up to sitting on like the Graham Norton sofa, you know, they were like 21, 22 when they, you know, yeah. been cast in their first big thing. And then now I'm at this age and I'm passing that age. It feels very much like, whoa, I'm really an adult now because all of the the people I used to look up to, uh, that was the age that they were adults. And mm. yeah, I think it's a, it a real moment where I know they say 18, but that's just, you know, a, a little standardized a thing. But I really feel like maybe the kind of 20 ish threshold is feels quite significant for me. The moment. Mm. If you'd have told 18 year old me that as well, I would have hated that. Mm. Mm. It's funny. I don't. Uh, yeah, this like. <laughs> God, we've got quite deep, quite quick. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to series three. Uh, <laughs> but this like desperate urge. I uh, see. I think. Um, oh no, I'm going to upset a few people listening. Sorry, Uh-oh. Josh. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> which no, because I'm also like uh, it's also me as well. Uh, but like beards, 
on mm. young people. Mm. Actually, no, I'm not going to upset myself or Josh because we both can grow them.、Mm. But when you see young people that that really can't grow beards, <laughs> and they refuse to shave anyway,、mm. and I'm just, I, I don't hate it because of the way it looks. Most of the time, well, but, what it says, but it, yeah, it's just <laughs> like I'm like, just accept the fact that you're young and you look young, and that's、yeah. a really great thing. And、yeah. when you're older, you'll wish you could look that young. Yeah, no, it's it's true though because I spent most of my teenagehood and childhood as well wishing I was older, and now that I'm here, I'm I I think I finally accepted like, oh no, to be young is like is is great, and I want to be young, and I I love being young. But I I do wish that when I was you know say fifteen I didn't when I was fifteen I was like damn it I want to be in my twenties and I'm like no、yeah. enjoy enjoy what you have now and I know it sounds really obvious but you do have to reach that realization by yourself because it's not something anyone can tell you yeah it's also it's like it's not until you get to that like point so like twenty、mm. year old me now looking back at like younger me、mm. like the only reason. That I got to the place of like maturity or whatever that I'm at、mm. is because of all the like fuck ups I made when I was younger. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, like, it's so I don't know. I when you see people, I don't know. There's it's different, obviously, for lots of different people because some people like because of their situation have to grow up a lot faster than mm, others. Mm. But when you see people who kind of have no real reason to, but are just like desperate to be. Like an adult or an、yeah. older person, like I just worry because I don't know. It's、yeah. just a, it's it's a real beautiful time, and you're、yeah. you're never gonna. But this is、again. the thing: no one can tell. Like if you told me that at fourteen, I'd, I'd tell you to fuck off. Like I really,、yeah. like I really wanted to be, you know, independent in my twenties, whatever. Um, and I think it's unfortunately something everyone has to kind of realize for themselves. But yeah, I mean, I thought I would. Feel in case anyone didn't know, I turned twenty-two in this、uh, break that we had. Oh my had. god, you're、yeah. so old. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my birthday's on Christmas Eve, so that was fun.、Um, but yeah, no, I thought I would feel kind of awful about turning. I mean,、mm. most years I feel like I know、oh, no, I'd、I'm... feel really bad about feeling twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that I don't know if you get that kind of <clears throat> every year on your birthday the kind of slight. Feeling of dread that like the、yeah. years are going by because you're just reminded of it. But、yeah. um, I've thought like maybe if you told me five years ago that I was you know this is the age I'm turning, I'd, I'd kind of be a bit scared, eager and、mm. scared, you know, eager to be at that age, but also terrified because it's another year older. But I think I finally sort of accepted, you know, like especially in the industry we're going into, I feel like there's a great pressure to be, you know. Big young, do you know what I mean? Like、yeah. everyone, yeah. It, like it, there's this feeling that, like, if you haven't made about like twenty four, for example, that's it, that's done. But actually,、yeah. part of the learning here at drama school is like, actually, no, like loads of people, quote unquote, make it when they're. I mean, what even is making it? As well, that's yeah, you know, it, it's so true because I don't know because I was also thinking about this the other day. I was like, it's it's not like. This is an industry that only has jobs for people who are are aged like eighteen to twenty five. Exactly. There is a fairly 
I would say, yeah, for the most part, there's a pretty equal spread in mm-hmm. terms of like roles available to people of all age groups. Yeah, for and for for a lot of the way up. If you look so at someone like, like Olivia Coleman, like she, yeah. she didn't. I mean, again, I hate that I'm using this term, but like she, in the public eye, she didn't quote unquote make it until she was much older, and I, you still yeah. regard her as like a really talented artist. So, yeah, I think part of it is just breaking it down and being like no don't be silly your life doesn't end at like 24 you know it's yeah it's, it's you have you're still young at, at that point <laughs> <laughs> and then also like people who are older For than us record, are just like Noella's shaking their fist like i'm sorry to all of your like the older listeners here like i'm sure you must be shaking your fists at us being like god they're talking about being old 20 something like how dare you they're so young still and i i recognize that and i i see Mm. it now but um but yeah it's definitely something you kind of have to process for yourself it's also weird because when when you think like so 25 is not an old age at all Mm. but the the difference in years between my age of 20 and Mm. the age of 25 is Mm -hmm. a quarter of my lifetime Oh my god, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, that's true. Whilst it isn't quarter old, of your current lifetime, yeah. Yeah, quarter yeah, of my yeah, current yeah. Will, will be a fifth. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, and something about that, I was yeah. because I, I think you also get to the point. I reckon I think it's about twenty <coughs> when you start to perhaps, um, like, yeah, you you kind of touched on it earlier. Like you start to being like. Oh, I'm aging very quickly now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now my life is going very fast. Yeah. And so little moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, but 25 is still like a quarter of the entire life that I've just done. Yeah. I have to do that again before I get to 25. Yeah. Mm. So like I have, I've got time. Mm. I've got time. Mm. But it's the same thing from, you know, when you're 15 looking at 20, you're just that's a third of your life. So it's it. Yeah. I think it is. We're reaching that sort of transitional point where we're like oh like not everything is like I don't know I think there's always this kind of feeling of like you have so much potential for you in the next 10 years and then you're just like you don't have to do everything in your life in the next 10 years you know like yeah you can you have a whole life ahead of you you don't have to there's no yeah. time limit I mean like life is short etc cetera, etc cetera, but like you don't have to be a billionaire by 21 or whatever, like whatever the society, whatever, whatever society pushes on you. Like, I really feel like this is some type of cultural narrative that we're kind of being fed is that, that, you know, if you, if you are any, if you do want to achieve personal success in your own life, you have to do it by a certain age, which is just bullshit. Yeah. Mm. yeah like everybody loves the idea of the like young successful right mid-20s business person mm-hmm. but like and often why are we it's... taking that away from the people that are doing that uh, well into their yeah. 60s 70s yeah and also i do feel like there is some level of not being fulfilled after you've reached success so like i don't really watch her but there's um there's a youtuber um emma chamberlain and, oh yeah okay and um I, she, she, I don't it's not someone i watch but it's someone on like my radar just because she's such a big internet personality of this generation mm. and you get the feeling that she 
she's a she achieved youtube success very very quickly very young i mean she blew up in the space of like one two years she mm. moved to la she got all of her dreams she bought the house of her dreams she's she's done everything and i i don't think she's older than 21 and yeah. and now it's like right what what else is there you know once i've achieved now, everything that i've ever wanted there's a kind of hole where you have the rest of your life to fill and yeah. you don't know what to do with it because you've already achieved those dreams. So I, I do think there's also like maybe a little bit of a downside to achieving success so young is that, you know, it's not very sustainable. Like you don't have a way to feel fulfilled for the rest of your life. I should say, um, before I say my next point, because uh, Emma will probably be listening. Um, <laughs> I, I don't take anything away from her massive successes. No. But I also like when it when it happens that quickly, and the like, as it would to anyone, like if you, like when success comes that quickly and like seemingly that easily. I'm not mm. saying that it was easy, but like mm. when you don't have to wait as long as most right. people typically would. Like it's mu it's easy to get in the headspace of like, this is how easy it is, and this mm -hmm. is how easy it should be. Mm -hmm. And so I also think that it it can create problems later if you're like starting to try new endeavors or like starting to branch out mm -hmm. where if that success doesn't come as instantly yeah like it creates a real feeling of dissatisfaction or yeah. frustration or like upset because you like you don't know you haven't experienced what it's like when it doesn't work for mm -hmm. the first time mm. before it's like one of the reasons so when auditioning for drama school the first year I, I didn't get into a BA mm. and I remember the moment of getting that email and I, I had a maybe a month or two before I knew what was going on like the next year mm. and I remember I like looking back I'm so grateful for having had that month or two right of really not knowing what was going to happen because I was it made me so painfully clear on like this can this could not happen for you ever mm. And you might never, ever get into a drama school. Mm -hmm. I did the next year, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's... It makes, it makes you confront Failure that. is always an option. Yeah. Failure is always an option. Yeah. And um, uh, and you can't pretend that it isn't. Mm. So, exactly. Yeah. And it forces you to find a, a more sustainable way to, like, to, to, you know, whatever, follow your dreams and and all that stuff. And I do think there's a certain level of... I don't know what to call it, like success gratification. Do you know mm. what I mean? Where you're much more quickly gratified with success than, you know, say your average Joe. And that can lead to some type of way of thinking when you're older, which might hurt you. You know, you might feel, I mean, mm. I know that just applying it to my life, I'm sure many people can relate when you're younger, if, especially if you were, you know, one of the, I don't know, this sounds ugh, but like, you know, when you're little and you, you read books well and you can do well in school and people tell you you're bright and, you know, you've done well and everything mm. seems to come easy to you if you're someone who thrives in this the academic system of school. And, yeah. you know, you get this thing that people are labeling now as like gifted kid burnout where you were supposedly gifted when you were little. So just kind of naturally, you know, more taking on easier to the to the academic system and so you didn't really need to try as much and so then yeah. when you're older you need to find more sustainable ways of you know working hard creating your own personal successes when stuff doesn't come to you instantly 
you you've been raised in a way in which that stuff is so easy for you you don't have to try that when it doesn't come to you as easy you you question a lot you question yeah. yourself your identity you know the, the the channel that you're following i really had to confront a lot when i was rejected like two years in a row from ba courses because up until that point i'd been kind of cruising along you know getting good grades and stuff just because the system was designed for someone like me so i had mm. to confront this feeling of like oh not everything can come easy you know yeah i also think there's a little bit of um with that like uh when you as a child are particularly gifted in certain aspects mm. like you're so you're very used to being like the best person at that thing yeah and when as you all grow up, other people start to catch up. It starts to be quite frustrating. Yeah. I haven't got much experience with this, but like the frustration of like, oh, why, why am I not the best at this yeah. anymore? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I had that when um I was avid reader when I was like, you know, seven to 10, 11. And I was like, you know, I, I consume books as we've, said in previous podcasts and mm. it meant that I was you know pretty all right at um you know English and stuff at that age and throughout the beginning of secondary school I would you know get good grades in English and then as soon as my peers would start to catch up on like reading books a lot and you know they'd find their own paths in the way into kind of you know writing and literature and all that stuff and they started getting as good a grade as me if not better and yeah. there was this feeling of like god it's it, you know well hang on a minute <laughs> what's going whoa, on and I, you know i wasn't even <laughs> trying like it didn't occur to me that maybe i didn't put in the work it was just this feeling of because everything was almost kind of handed to you in an academic sense because of whatever precursor of you know upbringing you had it's just yeah confronting that was a little bit like whoa it's hang like, on a minute uh, i have to work hard for stuff now <laughs> Hang on, people. Yeah. Uh, why is this happening like this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. Mm. Well, there it's you fun. go. That was well, <laughs> that was a fun little welcome to Series 3. <laughs> um, series 3, we've decided we want to have more segments mm -hmm. uh, within the podcast. And one which was uh, brilliantly recommended to me by the wonderful Josh. Hello, Josh. I know you're listening. Hello, Josh. Uh, was dad joke of the week <laughs> um and so uh -oh. without further ado here is our first dad joke of the week it's dad joke of the week here we go here we go dad joke of the week um so i walked into uh walked into my my local tesco's express and uh i uh, went to the counter with uh, a bottle of wine uh, uh, a microwave meal for one and a, and a rom-com and the cashier said to me um, are you single? and I said oh oh, how can you tell? and they said because uh, you're ugly oh. <laughs> <laughs> boom wow dad joke of the week well thanks Josh done. for that one <laughs> ooh <laughs> no well, listen Put in a customer complaint. That's just verbal assault. Wow. Getting stung at the cashier. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, if you have any dad jokes you want to be read next week or uh -huh. in any of the following weeks, please mm -hmm. um, send us a message on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Easy like a Sunday evening. And also, no if, G. if you have any uh, 
suggestions for segments as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be, if you want to see something on the show that you've been meaning to tell us, now is the season because series three is all about adding new stuff to the show. Yeah. 2022, yeah. new beginnings, new segments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it works beautifully. Good stuff. So there you go. That was uh, that was uh, first first attempt. What did you think? Of what? Oh, of uh, what? Of dad joke of the week? How was that as a? I'm gonna tell should you. Should you should you rate them out of ten every week? Oh yeah, but okay, okay, but I'm not like a huge fan of dad jokes. Like I love the segment idea, <laughs> but I also think I should mark my territory. And okay. ha- you're pro-dad joke and I'm anti-dad joke, so... Oh, I'm entirely comprised of dad jokes. Right. That's my, that's my molecular structure. So, unless I rate them zero every week, I feel <laughs> like I should... I need to learn how to appreciate a good dad joke. So, I'm going to start off with a solid six. And that's we can, fine. We can work our way we can work our way up yeah i think a solid six is a really healthy place to be for a dad joke yeah and you know maybe i'll learn to love them over time expose exposure therapy and all that stuff well the joy of dad jokes is that well it's frustrating because i often hear people tell them wrong oh now i'm not saying i'm an expert on telling dad jokes (laughs) and and over I the course of this are. 10 weeks, everyone listening may, may this well... This is actually a, a 10-week course on how to tell a dad how joke. how to tell a dad joke. Yeah. So don't, don't fret. If you come to telling a dad joke with too much seriousness or ego, then, um, <laughs> then you're already on the back foot. That's right. what I'm saying. So what's like, the tone you should attack it with? Well, you should always understand that a dad joke is, is at its fundamental level shit. Like really bad, so so don't ever like assume. Don't, yeah, don't think you're coming with like a really fun, clever, witty, satirical, intellectual argument, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it'll always be some some dreadful joke. What's that saying? That's like sarcasm is the lowest form of humor. I would argue that dad <laughs> I think jokes you just said it <laughs> is is the lowest form of humor. Oh. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit of sarcasm. I feel like we're hailing back to our, if anyone remembers our, our time on stereo. Um, oh, at one point, me and Ed had little angel and devil horns on our little um, <laughs> we did. emojis. And I feel like maybe that persona is coming out in this segment. This is. In <gasps> this moment. We're reigniting. Well, I yeah. was also just, yeah, looking at the color scheme, I've got like a red cable here. So. Mm. Maybe you should have had the red cable. I do have a red um, uh, little, what do you call it? My Scarlet Focusrite. A uh, little red interface. Yeah, yeah, that's where Love it is. Love a red interface. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, the dichotomy of uh, angels <laughs> and devils within the podcast. Is, uh, <laughs> maybe that's a segment idea we should do. What does dichotomy mean? Uh, to be honest, because I... I've heard it used in context and I understand its use in context, but if I'm breaking down the definition, if you ask me to, to to say the definition, I don't think I could give you a succinct answer. Do you know? I agree with you, and for that reason, I have looked it up. 
Fantastic. Let's um, let's get a definition. This is I was so, sorry. I was I, very briefly. I was talking about this with uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Jack, and was mm. saying how one of the things, you know, when people give you like a little word of advice, mm-hmm. and um, you you stop and you're like, why didn't I ever think of that beforehand? Mm-hmm. So this is one I now live my life by, which is that um, if you ever hear a word. Or a, or a sentence that you don't understand. Mm. Like, look it up and yeah. find out what it means. Yeah, yeah. So this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word is dichotomy. <laughs> uh, it has two meanings. It's a noun. Uh-huh. Meaning one, according to the definition from Oxford Languages. Beautiful. Uh, one, a division or contrast between two things that are or are... Well, that doesn't make sense. I'm going to start again. Sorry. A division or contrast between two things that are or are represented as being opposed or entirely different. Right. Okay. For example, a rigid dichotomy between science and mysticism. Uh-huh. So I I think that was the use that I was going for. I there. understood it in context. I knew there was some level of contrast, but um if I was to define it exactly, yeah. It Good also has know. a meaning it also has a meaning in botany. For oh. any botanists out there, it <laughs> means a uh, repeated branch uh, repeated branching into two equal parts. Ah, so maybe there's a level of it being contrasted because they're similar but different, because they're similar ah. lengths but different directions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't do think it. I'd use the word dichotomy if we're not talking about something that's weighted somewhat equally. Like if something mm. is a majority and a minority, I don't think, I don't know if the, the use of dichotomy is, is right. Maybe this can be a new segment, Ed. What word, word, of, the, of, word the of the week? Yeah, yeah. Give us some fun words. Yeah, what are your favourite words? Let us know. What is the longest word you know? Oh, well, isn't it just anti-disestablishmentarianism? Oh well, mine's Welsh, so. Oh, it's the Welsh one. Can you say <laughs> it? The town, the Welsh town. Yeah, but I wish I hadn't brought it up now because I always get really self-conscious when I'm saying it in front <laughs> of other people. Uh, <laughs> oh my god so that's fun that's amazing i i've never heard a non-welsh person be able to say that so well yes but tough. i've also been told that i say it in a i can't remember if i think i say it in quite an, a north walian <laughs> accent is what i've understood um i haven't isn't got it enough in, well it's isn't it like mid to north wales on the coast isn't it I'm not sure, to be honest. I just It's just a fun name to say. Yeah, fair enough. But apparently I've been told I should increase my uh, my vocal modulation whilst, right. whilst speaking it. More melodic. Yeah, but it felt like too much of a stereotypical Welsh accent yeah. to like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a fine line to be told there. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking a lot recently about... Cause at the moment, we're doing accents at um, at drama school, and and I've been thinking about exploring a, a regional British accent, and I've been thinking a lot about regions of Britain and geography, and it was really interesting that um, so I ha- had a thing in lockdown where I I um wanted to be able to name and point out every country on the map. And oh. I was like, that, that 
that's what I'm gonna do in, in this lockdown you know when everyone was like what the fuck do we do it's March 2020 yeah. I have nothing to do and you know that's one of my was learn a new language and also be able to name everything <laughs> every country on the map and it's, so you know I did pretty well I I remember I could name and point out every country other than the Caribbean islands and the oceanic islands as well because there's so okay. many islands that I just yeah. I couldn't wrap my head around so but most like mainland countries and stuff like various continents I could do now obviously completely forgotten because it's not something I do on the regular um mm. but I realized like my knowledge of all of the other continents is so much better than my knowledge of the European continent <laughs> <laughs> the one I live in and and it's so bad that, I mean, you know, being friends with, for example, we have someone on our course who um, also shares a house with Ed from Northern Ireland. And like, you know, just talking uh, to them, like I was just astounded at the lack of knowledge we have of our own like islands and, and the, the United Kingdom. And, and also by extension, yeah. my lack of knowledge of just Europe in general. Like we don't know anything. Well, we weren't taught anything major at true. school, you know. When I think of like, uh, mm, yeah, mm. I'm just, just think of like, like history, the syllabus for history. Yeah, I'm like, I we learned a lot about the world wars, and about yeah. I the unit we did was medicine through time. But like, other than outside of world wars, what European history did I learn? Not much. Yeah, I didn't barely learn anything. Much. No. I mean, and especially about, like Scotland and Northern Ireland and Wales, yeah, like exactly. that kind of history, which I feel like we should know pretty darn well. Not yeah. nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. It's always, it's always where there's stuff to hide, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I think we l read one book about the potato famine and that was it. That was, that was, that was the <laughs> United Kingdom, you know, problems in our own islands, box ticked, you know. I also just love like the potato famine, I, I don't love the potato <laughs> should clarify uh like it but the the irish stereotype of uh <clears throat> loving potatoes mm. uh and it's linked to the potato famine just seems to sum up the entire like history of bully nicknames in the right in the it literally comes from an entire nation's lack of food and sustenance that in we the caused. form of potato yeah. which we caused yeah and thus we decided for the rest of time <laughs> they shall ever be tarred with the brush yeah. of potato lovers yeah yeah purely because they didn't have any yeah yeah and it's our problem and yet we were like you know what let's cause them some you know terrible terrible <laughs> we're basically bullies we're basically yeah. bullies that's something we have to confront as people from england to, i was trying to equate it to another example but i couldn't think of any that weren't actually just quite upsetting and offensive oh. <laughs> <laughs> the closest i came was like other countries like referring to england as like the sunshine lovers because we don't have much sun yeah <laughs> i look out of my window now and it's so rainy so gloomy it's so rainy i mean I remember watching documentaries when I was younger about kind of um, Scandinavian Nordic countries, you know, the ones right near the, the top, like right, you know, yeah. um, and like islands that are really close to um, the the Arctic and their, you know, how their seasons cycle and how some seasons they, they don't get any daylight and, you know, and 
also there's a documentary about the the world's rainiest part of the world like the the town that has the most rain anyway it's up there as well and um and you know i'd I'd watch these and i'd be like god it must be terrible to live in these places like i don't know how i don't know how they do it and then i look (laughs) out of my window (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i'm like no no it's the exact (laughs) same where's the sun not here where's you know it's always raining you know uh, we are no better barely any barely any better so the the way they do it is in the same way that we do it here there's no difference literally the exact same way that we do it here yeah i'm looking up how many how many days of rainfall did we have last Ah, year 2021 i'm sure it was a lot but i feel like climate change is maybe i either cause less or cause more can't tell one of the two um Ed's our researchist. Research? No, researcher. I am a researchist. <laughs> a researchist. That's me. He's uh, nearly there. Da, 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 da. Yeah, oh, should we get the countdown noise? The answer is, I don't know. Oh. It's giving me up to October. Right, okay. So maybe October to October? Yeah, but it's also giving me from 2015 to 2021. It won't give me like a, just give me a straight answer. I just want to know. Yeah, how much rain we had. Surely it's somebody's job somewhere that when it rains in a day, they just mark a little piece of paper. Yeah, where's the tally? We need a tally. Under rain. (laughs) It rained today. Today, it rained. Yeah, I feel like my guess would be, I don't know. I don't know if I'm being stupid and saying that I feel like it's somewhere between half and two thirds of our existence here. I reckon it's probably between two thirds and three quarters. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I feel like it's about three quarters for days that it's overcast. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Uh, I feel overcast is is unstandard, but Mm. I feel like I don't know if rain, I don't know. Specific days of rainfall. Yeah, specific. I mean, if I think of England, I think of overcast, which is a depressing thing to say. But it, <laughs> it, it really is most of our days. Uh, you know, right now, it's just the sky. And the sky is grey. And the sky Even when is the sky gray. is falling. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm in my own little world there. So uh, we'll find out for you next week about the yeah. rainfall. Yeah. Join us next week for our full meteorological <laughs> forecast. <laughs> Report. I love that we I love that we so regularly just dip our toes into stuff that is so way above our pay grade. <laughs> our pay grade of zero pounds. Absolutely zero. Our pay grade is zero. <laughs> oh dear. You can insert your own currency because it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's zero. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to for pay now. us. Ooh. Oh, maybe this is our call for um, yeah. any sponsors of the show. Yeah. Is anyone? It's want about to now. We should have us? a quick word from our sponsors. I <laughs> feel like we could get a sponsor this season. You know what? Who? That's my resolution for this <laughs> for this new year, new season. <laughs> We're gonna manifest. Yeah. So I'm gonna manifest a sponsor for the show. Who? Which company would you most like to be sponsored by? Ah. Um, that's a very good question. This is not an affiliated episode, by the way. No, um, no, no. Just I in case that wasn't painfully clear. Don't know. I feel like 
Well, it depends on are we getting money or are we getting free stuff? Uh, it's up to you. Okay. See, I am um, morally bankrupt as a person. So I right. would receive it from almost anyone if it was money because I love money. Okay. Um, yeah. Like and so, shell. you know, right. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, purely based on the fact that our reach isn't as, you know, big as other podcasts. Obviously, you know, Excuse if, me. We ha- <laughs> if we had a huge reach and a huge listener base, then obviously I'd take my responsibility far more seriously. But if it's just, you know, family, friends, acquaintances and the odd stranger, then, you know, I have we have between 20 and 30 listens on every episode. Fantastic. Well, let's hit that 40 mark soon. Send this episode to your family and friends. Amen. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I disturbed you. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it from Shell. Like I I'm not that morally bankrupt. I but you know, like I would do a bit of research into the ethics of the company, but if they seem like an all-round all right company and they're not trying to, you know, spill oil into the sea, then I think I, I wouldn't my standards Allegedly. Alleg- oh, sorry, sorry. Allegedly. <laughs> Um, my standards aren't the thoughts too and opinions high. expressed in this podcast are not those <laughs> of the company <laughs> yeah I take it from you know most most places as long as they, they seem like pretty alright stand up people um, yeah um, well, if, I, if it was free stuff I would you know I wouldn't mind I don't know again I love free stuff so mm. whatever it is send it our way I would Casio, Casio. I want, I want Casio watches right. to sponsor us. Yeah, um, ambitious. I do, I do regularly use and wear a Casio watch. Uh-huh. So, um, again, uh huh. Again, this episode is not affiliated with any not affiliated brand. Or no. sponsored by. No. Though I haven't looked into their environmental pledges right. or their uh, their sustainability their opinions on yeah. on race and diversity. I don't know right. what their quotas are. Yeah. So, you know, there's still some work there to be done in terms of researching this brand. Exactly. Yeah. We will be doing some work yeah. to figure this out. Yeah. So if you, uh, are, if you own a small business and you want to send us free stuff, or if you are a huge corporation. Massive you, business. Yeah. And you... you want to pay us millions per episode. Because our reach is so huge. Yeah. Then hit us up. 30 odd every episode, every although, week. Although, I, I have been doing a lot of... Um, reading about this new way of marketing online is it's not people are starting to find that going through huge influences isn't as effective because you have to pay them so much money because their reach is so big so there's oh. this new thing called um micro influences where they will pay loads of smaller influencers. So they're spending, you know, the same amount of money and they're finding that the reach is actually better, better. because these micro influencers have a more sort of intimate, dedicated, more personal fan base. Fan um, base, yeah. So they'll go for people with, you know, 5,000 followers on Instagram and pay, say, you know, 50 of those or 100 of those rather than spending that money yeah. on a bigger one bigger influencer who might not have as big a reach and therefore and because you know if you're a company and you just hit all of those micro influencers at the same time you're actually getting into onto people's feeds a lot quicker and like yeah. more more regularly and you know you'll be scrolling base people, right i suppose yeah. you maybe see it three times on your feed rather than from this one big influencer you follow yeah. so it's actually a shift in the way that um social media has been used as marketing so that being said if you want to use micro influencing for your brand you know <laughs> get in touch yeah yeah for sure 
We want to hear from you. <laughs> At easy like a Sunday evening. <laughs> no G. <laughs> no, no G. No G. <laughs> yeah. How many followers do we have on Instagram? I don't know. But you can make know. it more if you head over to our Instagram. Yeah. You can make you can add one to that little tally. Yeah. Let's have Get a it on there. We've been doing a lot of promoting this episode. That's so funny. 81. We've got wow. 81. Do we have a little special episode when we hit 100 Whoa. on Instagram? Yeah, let's do that. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Let's do Yeah. Like a Q&A. Yeah, let's have a little celebration. <laughs> that was like a very Fantastic. YouTube thing to do, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, I've hit 20 subscribers. Q&A. Q&A. God, bringing back 2014, 2015 memories. And we just need a bit of ukulele. Da, 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 da. Oh God! <laughs> wow, that is. Oh, that era was so potent. <laughs> it really was. It had its very own specific brand, and we can never escape it. I got my my pointless book in one hand, my advent calendar oh. in the other, <laughs> <laughs> my Sug Life hoodie on. <laughs> no, not that. God, not that. Not like, the Sug Life hoodie. Dan and Phil in their Oh, peak. Dan and Phil yeah. on fire. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It's time to wrap up the episode or not. On that I sad note. I have my um, garage band set to bars um, instead of time, so I actually don't know how long so, this episode is. I can tell you it's been uh, 49 minutes and, and coming up on, on 45 seconds. Beautiful stuff. Well, on that note. On that beautiful note. Thanks for listening. Thank you, thank you. See you next week. See you next week. Welcome to Series 3. Woo!